right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us A Spell podcast. My name is Zach. It's been a couple of weeks uh, in between shows. We've had a fair bit going on, a lot going on behind the scenes, some exciting things for spring, which we'll share soon. Uh, but we're going to be having a crack at Randwick today. Uh, we've got Tom and Kohai. They're going to be on soon. Uh, look, we have been putting up some tips on the Facebook page. You should probably jump in there. I've been putting up every Saturday. Uh, been going pretty good. I think I put up 16 tips on Saturday. I think we got about eight winners in about six seconds. So keep an eye out on Facebook. If you're not in there, just search up Give Us a Spell podcast and we will accept you. Kohai is back writing up his big long form as well. So if you like a bit of light reading leading into Wednesdays and Saturdays, he will do that for you. And um, look, chuck up your own tips if you want. Uh, they're all pretty good too. There's a good apprenticeship battle going on between Zach and Dylan. We'll get into that. And then there's also that same similar stuff going down in Melbourne. And then you also got Jimmy Orman v Aaron Bullock for the whole of Australia. So they're actually riding so much in the next couple of meetings. So uh, it's exciting times. There is plenty of winners. I know it's not as exciting as spring and autumn, but there are plenty to be found. And it's actually pretty good time to be betting, to be honest. So uh, if you're interested in uh, jumping in, we're going to do a little uh, Kosciuszko syndicate. We did one last year. It was a little one. Probably this year, we probably do $50 a head. There's quite a few. I think I've had about 30 messages or something at the moment. Happy to get whoever in and we'll buy them either in one go or split it up into three goes or whatever um, to spread them out. But if you're interested, DM us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And um, yeah, there's no rush to buy them, but we'll get them in the next couple of weeks or something. So if you want to be involved, it'd be awesome to have a little horse going around in a big million dollar race or more than a million. Um, all right. Let's get the boys on. Tom Kohai. We're going to be stuck in a Randwick. Winter racing. Boys, Tommy, how are you? It's been pretty bleak racing lately, but we're getting some good trials and some good ones coming back. A big parade was a great trial the other day. but um, 30 lengths or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I asked Joe about that on Wednesday, and he said, yeah, I don't think that was the plan. But um, <laughs> no, it's um, a couple of good ones starting to come back. And yeah, the, the apprenticeships and the... Um, uh, the premierships are really heading up. I think Zach went three in front on Wednesday, which was great. I was out there at Canterbury, and there's also talk Jimmy Orman's going to go to Wellington on Monday, and we could have a head-to-head Aaron Bullock, Jimmy Orman at Wellington on a Monday on the 31st going for the premiership And if one doesn't break clear, which I think Jimmy got a couple in front today. but um, Yeah, he, got, he, wrote, he wrote a ballina, didn't he? Yeah, but I really hope they're close coming into Wellington on Monday. That would be fantastic. So I think Jimmy Orman's going to be riding uh, wherever he's riding tomorrow. He's got Ipswich, uh, Ipswich I think, tomorrow, and then he's got a whole book at Eagle Farm as well. And I assume yeah. Bullock will be riding Newcastle or something on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So Do you um, win anything, or is it just bragging rights? I... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a trophy. I don't know about cash or anything. You'd think there'd be something. Yeah. The He's... other thing, I, I, I'm talking to Ben Way out there as well, that if they do tie it's, and some of the apprenticeship, it goes to seconds. They don't yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think Dylan has about yeah. 30 more seconds than Zach Lloyd. You heard him say that on Channel 7, I think, on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like James is uh, one and a half races ahead. And then Pikey sitting in third. Yeah. And um, I, I think he's, what, seven away? He might be a bit too far. He's eight now, yeah. 
but you never know. He could ride the card. Yeah, ride the card. Coey, what's happening? No, no. Look, I think Jimmy's ahead by about five now. Oh, is it? Mustn't have updated. I think it's quite decent. I think it was two and a half coming out of today, but I think he did he ride two or just one? I think it was one today. Maybe he's ahead by three and a half then. So it's got to be tough. Three and a half is. It's a big enough lead, but you know they're, they're, they're probably sure riding them, thirty or forty more races or something. I, I'm sure that both have been pressing the managers for every, you know, <laughs> every good ride humanly possible. Um, they're both flying, so good luck to them. Yep, and um, well, obviously Zach flying. So Zach was behind, and then ride. What did he ride? Three on Saturday, and then a couple yesterday, right? Yeah, it's just so flying. I love that. I love that. They're good mates too. It looks like they're they're acting like they don't care. They'd be very fired up for this sort of stuff, I think. Um, what else is happening, boys? We haven't really done a bit of a chat for a, a month or so. How's the punt been? I, was, I had a pretty good week on Saturday. I think I put up a couple of winners. What about you, Coey? How's the week or month been? Month's been pretty quiet. I mean, I've, I won't say I've put the queue officially in the rack. I've had bits and pieces going on. Um but, yeah, it's just been still trying to catch up with a bit of form. And this week's racing is, <laughs> you say it's mid, middle of winter, but this is, this two-year-old race to open the car, this is golden rose material. So it, it is kind of, yeah, looking into the deep dives of futures and, you know, it's that time of the year again. So it's kind of exciting. I do love a good futures. Right, you, Tommy, how have you been collecting the last month? Not Blake? great, but I went to... Um, I went to a women's soccer game <laughs> on Tuesday uh, between Colombia and South Korea, right. and I just I bought I bought resale tickets and I'll, it was twenty dollars a ticket, and I'm sitting amongst all these Colombian fans, and I thought, oh yeah, I'll I'll back Colombia. They are three dollars ten, so I had a couple of bucks on them, and they won two nil, and I was celebrating with the Colombians um, all game, so. That that got me out of a bit of um, a punting slump. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was good. It was it was actually a lot of fun. There was twenty five thousand people there on a Tuesday at um, at the SFS. So um, I've I've just had the week off. So I've been just getting out about doing all sorts of weird things. I went and saw Oppenheimer and Barbie in the same day, and yeah, going to women's football and just getting going to Canterbury on the Wednesday with some real sickos out there. So. It's um it's been good. Just touching back on Jimmy Orman, uh, he's actually got a full book at Eagle Farm. Yeah, I don't think you mentioned this, Zach. He's actually going to Toowoomba for three rides. Oh, uh, no, I didn't know that. Eagle Farm. Yeah, I just had a look. He's got a full book on the sunny coast, but he's got nine nine rides at Eagle Farm, then going to Toowoomba for three. So he must desperately haunt this. They maybe they have like little side bets or saying a little like there's got to be something, but it's awesome. Um, I'm all for it. I love it. And if he's going to be travelling, I like that. A lot of them do that in Queensland, like finish up and then get on the highway. Um, and then you got Mooney Valley's back this weekend too, which is always good stuff. Um, all right. Well, Coey was just saying that we've um he's gone he's done a bit of form. Some of them are quite hard, uh, especially race five that we mentioned, but. Let's go through it. Let's have a have a crack. This um this race one is actually pretty cool as well. I think it's eleven hundred meters. We're going to be seeing a lot of these stars in the or possible stars in the future. But Estrella, Dylan gets a favourite to kick things off. Three forty into two ninety. We got that, and then Zach rides the second favourite at four twenty. It's in from six bucks, and that's shaken, drawn a bit wide. He's claiming a little bit. Infatuations there for Rachel, and then we got Untouchable Legend. It's come in. Uh, Tyler aboard seventeen into tens. 
a bunch of them are all double figures as well. But um, pretty good coin for Untouchable Legend. And then obviously the two stars up the top of the market. Tommy, what do you reckon? Mate, yeah, it's um, I didn't mind that win of um, shaking at all uh, at Wyong. It was it was pretty impressive. And if there's any leader bias, I think Shaken um, could get um, could get away with it. But especially Zach Lloyd riding at the moment. But this Australia seems to be something good. I, I don't think I can back against it. Uh, been a bit of money for it. It's it's really Dylan v Zach to begin with as well. So. Um, very keen to see those two. Bit of um, bit of love for Untouchable Legend too. I think it um, it showed a bit in its two starts first up as well. But I think it's between the top two, and I'll, I'll lean towards the favourite. You agree with the top two, Coey? We've got to make mention J Mac on a twelve dollar shot as well. But where'd you land? Um, it's the only bet I've had for Saturday thus far, and it's on Estrella. Um, the Sicilian form that it ran behind is really, really, like, strong. It's super strong. Um, the times on the day read really well. It was literally a fraction slower, about half a length I'd worked it out as, than the three-year-olds and five lengths faster than the four and four-year-old plus on the same day. So that stacks up really, really well. I think Estrella looks a really good type. Uh Dylan, once again, yeah, you don't have to really overstate it, but he's flying. Gate four's got a suit. A lot of upside to it. Second up, I'd see plenty of improvements. So, yeah, I've got him clearly on top. Shaken, totally agree. Speed, it will be probably front running. So, yeah, take luck out of the equation. And the others to note, like, Cavalus is one of those, it definitely screams a flight stakes type. Um, I don't know when they're opening those futures, but, like, it, 1100 I think it's too sharp. I think it'll stretch right out to the 14 1600 after this start. No problem. Throwing J-Mac on, I think that's a big tick, and he'll get a good gauge on probably through the whole carnival is my guess. Um, what else? Like, Portarosa returns, and I can make little remarks about it, but, yeah, the favourite's going to be really hard. And like I mentioned, Golden Rose betting at the all-in markets at the moment. Estrella's being backed into 26s as we speak. Infatuation, which I have a real... Yeah, I like this horse. I've been following it for a long time. But Infatuated with it. I wouldn't go that far. But, um, yeah, the, it's a little bit tricky with that draw, so I've kind of left him out of my numbers. He's uh, 51s. Shaken's 51s. Portorosa 201s for the, you know, the Golden Rose All-In. So I reckon that could be the play, just having a tickle around those markets. Just with sports bet, you get throw your 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever you like. If your runner doesn't run, you get your money back. So... Play yep. on, I'd say. Yep, that's one of the great promos. Uh, what are you expecting Ramwick to be like? What's the what's the rail and all that sort of gear? Uh, out five currently. Five, is, yeah. I think it's actually hit a good four. I'm not 100 percent sure. Last I checked, it did say soft five, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty much tippy tying soft five good four at the moment. So by Saturday morning, I suspect with no rain coming, it will race good four fair. Uh, I don't think there will be too much bias, especially with the field sizes being relatively small. Uh, I think everyone should get a chance, especially for the first half of the card, and possibly later in the day we might see a few lanes and slightly off rails, but I think it'll be fair for the most part. All right, we go to the midway, and this is 
A piss take. 1,600 metres, benchmark 72. We are $8 the field. DiMaggio drawn very wide with Nash and Kim Ward. $8 alongside Vane Invader for Teresa Bader. Both at $8. We've got Invincible Legend drawn wide as well on the drift out to nines. And then there's a bunch of horses that opened at 13s and have come in a touch or stuck. Dr. Evil, Moorestown, Real Peace, Phillipsburg, Lease, Electrica, Go Tropo. All open 13 bucks. There might be a couple of bucks for Alfano. No jock aboard. No idea, Tommy. Um, if you're giving any of them up the top, I guess. doesn't really make sense if I say at the top. They're all pretty big odds. Yeah, $8 in a, for an Australian field is um, sight um, sort we don't see too often, but it is something we do see in a lot of midways. So. Midways, yeah. Um, it's a bit tricky. A couple of the uh, horses, um, what the speed's going to do. There are a lot that can do a bit of, um, bit of both. Like I, you think Vane Invader is going to, um, from that draw, just sit in front with Rachel King aboard, nice low weight. I, I can see why there's been a bit of specking for it. Um, Doctor Evil's been really consistent in this grade, and wouldn't shock me if it wins. But the one I want to go with is Moorestown. Um, stringing a couple of placings uh, together and then getting the chockies at uh, Hawkesbury. I, I think um, I think with uh, the field, it, it can cross pretty well and just sit sort of behind um, the first few and, and really be in the race. And I, I think it was it was actually a really tough win at Hawkesbury too. It just um, fought it out to the line. And this... This horse is a tough horse. I remember getting it loose at Hawkesbury last prep, and I think it did about five laps before they actually caught him. He, he's a stubborn thing, and I really like that. Um, I, I really like this horse, and Kerry Parker's trained horses are just really tough. So I'm going to go with Morristown. But, yeah, there's a, it's such an open race. I mean, Les Bridges, um, Invincible Legend, strung a few wins together as well, and um, Kim Ward's. Don Mago uh, will be tough to beat. Probably barrier, just real tricky. Tough. All right, Moorestown at 10s. Coey? I think speed is the key for this, and I think Vane Invader just gets the perfect ride. I think I envision not much speed in this. I think there's probably going to be about three leaders, but all of them will find their slot. I think Lee naturally goes forward. Vane Invader from the modern marble, no, no problemo. And then... Wealthy investor will be thereabouts is kind of how I marked it. Um, and, yeah, that one marble's going to just play into Rachel's hands perfectly, I think. Comes out of the same grade, over the same trip. Last start at Randwick two weeks ago. That occasion, Drew Seven had to sit outside the leader. This time, she gets to hold the rail. I think there's so much upside for this three-year-old. And, yeah, once again, it, it, from that second place, it only gets penalised the one kilo. Um I know it's never won over the mile, but I think it's just about to win over the mile. It's placed twice over three starts. I think it's a lot of ticks. No speed in the race. I think it just maps out well. Dr. Evil, Tommy's already touched on. I think it's got to be fifth up. Rock hard fit. Nice draw. TC book to steer. A lot of ticks there. Um, last start. Forgive its last start. It was settled way back after drawing 12. So it didn't race in its normal pattern. So forgive complete forgive but saying that i think this is d-day i think i followed dr evil multiple times and it's kind of let me down so this is kind of the last chance dance for it and a couple of note baron off uh same formula as many in the field ready to peak 
Electrica, another horse I've been following, steps up to the mile, which I think really suits, but the lack of speed kind of troubles me. An invisible legend, Tommy's already start, uh, uh, touched on it. Barry 16's tough, but looks good after the couple of wins. Yeah, I'm just happy to take Vane Invader here. Each way as well, because it's eight bucks a field. Exactly right. Whenever you can get $8, take it. Um, all right, we go to a highway. Decent race, to be honest. you got Melody again, drawn pretty wide for Singleton and Mitch Bell. It's $4.20. We've got Salir, Nash aboard for Cam Crockett. Eights into sixes. Iron Will is there at sevens. Take the Kitty seven. Zaru, Zach aboard, $7.50. Good money for Wizard of Oz, Jay Collett riding. Uh, it's first up. Hasn't had a run for a while, but it's had a couple of nice trials. It's 34 bucks into 14s. Anything else being backed? Not really, but it's a pretty big field. Tommy? Yeah, a very interesting field as well. I don't think there's a lot of speed. Like, if um, if we got a few more running on, um, I'd, I'd really like um, Solaire after... after um, it's got a great turn of foot on its day, but uh, I just... Yeah, again, really confused with the map sort of thing. Um, you'd think a bit of speed drawn in the middle with, like, Wizard of Oz. Iron Will for Tash Burley, actually, really um, um, really good leader. Uh, Billy Owen coming to town to ride it at a very low weight, too, which um be interesting to see if Billy does that. I, I'm not sure what he's been riding at lately, but I know um, 56 um, would be great for him, and he he's a great rider, Billy Owen, so... I, I don't mind Iron Will in each way. I, I've got a couple others. I don't mind it in each way. Would be um, one like Pure Fuego. I uh, thought it hit the line first up really strong. McDonald booked on for a fifteen dollars shot, and Cam Crockett too um, training pretty well. Yeah, that yeah, just second at Dubbo first up, and if he can continue to improve, I wouldn't mind it. And another one each way was uh, Nick Olive's horse. Just go bang. Um, I think it's only had four starts to three wins and a uh, good win at uh, Narendra in a showcase meeting first up as well. He's a good trainer, Nick Olive, and $17 for um, this horse. I don't mind that at all. Good odds. Coey, highway time. Interesting. Oh, I genuinely like Wizard of Oz. I think the money's kind of well-respected and $14, I think that's still above market median. So I, I'm happy to take it. Um, it looks to be – it's an interesting race. The map reads like there isn't much speed, but I think that quite a few of these outside markers are going to have to press the button a bit more. So I think Cepedo Beauty, I think it's going to be closer to on speed uh, from that wide draw especially. Melody, again, in the past have stepped forward as well. So uh, it did fly late from that highway last start. I think it was kind of – Worse of midfield and a launch late, and just just missed out uh, coming second behind Zaru. But from that seventeen marble, I have to think that it has to probably push the button a little bit more to inject a little bit more speed and pressure and be just closer in the run in general. Because I think it is really muddling up front. I think Iron Will will go forward. Wizard of Oz, looking at its two recent trials, which were actually really good, were you know speedy. It'll lead. And Miss Miss Thatcher is going to be definitely amongst that picture as well. It's I think it's pretty much posted first or second in the run for both the highways it's run to date. So I see them dominating, and if they get it comfortable up front, it's going to be a three horse race, I reckon. I've got take uh, Wizard of Oz on top after the two trials. Massive chance at the great price. Melody again if they decide to change tactics and press forward a little bit. 
definitely warrants to be favourite right now. But if the the pattern is to go back, I would be laying it in the run big time. <laughs> Much like Salir. Yeah, it's got to be very tricky for backmarkers to catch when it's going to be a moderate tempo over, over the six furlongs. So I think Wizard of Oz just takes luck out of the equation. Nice price. Happy to take it. Double figures. Love that. Coey's taken or followed the money there as well. Uh, 1800 metre benchmark 7080s race four in decadent tail for Jason Dima and Zach Lloyd is the favourite. It's fives into fours. Uh, it's been up for a while too. We got Ida. Uh, Amy McLucas is there riding for Bjorn. It's into 440 from 550. Elta Armour, no jock there for Chris Lees, but it's at sevens. Boot Scooter, always one of mine. Uh, Rachel King had a good win. Uh, where was it? Scone, I think. Um, couple of weeks ago. Uh, 750 Endorphins, Masquerade, 1A, Sophia's Magic, they're all there as well. Nothing else at odds has been backed. A couple of bucks for the ones at the top, Tommy. Yeah, I think I'll go um, Ida. I like Amy McLucas with a claim here. Um, been really consistent this prep, won a couple of starts ago and still been in and around the money since and just proven at the grade where some of the others are um, a bit questionable. So I don't mind Ida here just getting that claim could make a case for a few endorphins i don't mind and and um decadent tail as well but uh either for me okay two cases for two horses a decadent tail last start was massive forgive i think it ran on really strongly uh but the barrier forced the horse to settle last in the run i think it definitely faced a few adversities but still ran on enormous closed the gap to about two and a half over the mile so I'd say there's a lot of merit in that run, and I think it's a bit of a hidden horse. Uh, and, well, it's not really hidden anymore now that it's favourite, but I think it re- uh, warrants that respect. Uh, endorphins, nice third placing in the midweeks last start. Rising classes start, we'll see uh, pretty much carrying the rock bottom weight at 53.5. I think that's massive. The handicap condition has her extremely well placed against, well, her own sex, and I think she's ready to peak, up, uh, peak third up over 1,800. I am leading to almost double dip here. I think de- a decadent tail on the nose and endorphins, I think, with that low weight, has every right to be figuring really close to the finish. Um, as for Ida, for Tommy's sake, I think the that last benchmark 78 was super hotly contested as well. Uh, it was taken out by Tazara, who we'll see later in the card, who is also the favourite, $5 favourite, I think, and... He returned in excellent order. So to be competing in that grade and coming into this, I think definitely warrants respect. And boot scooter for you, Tunners. I think personally barrier one, I think could undo this horse. Yeah. Um, it, I think it is a go back type. And if it gets shuffled back five, five pairs back on the fence, it, it makes it for tough watching. So that's why I've kind of, yeah, let it go. If it drew wide, I think it's got half a chance. Uh, just the fact that it's drawn low could be problematic. So I'm happy to go with Decadent Tail, but with a little bit on Endorphins. All right. Both the apprentices on there, so Zach and Dylan. All right, race number five. This is a tough one before we hit record. This is going to be a tough one to find a winner, I think. Mudamani is the favorite. Zach is riding for Chris. It is 460 into 360. Touristic is next at $5. Special Envoy is something I made an asterisk on. Uh, don't mind. Adam Hieronymus is there. Good to see him back anyway. Uh, running for Gates at sevens. One glass bay for J-Mac at sevens. J-Mac's on a lot of good odds horses this week, like this Saturday. It's unusual. Too much caviar is 17s into 10. So a couple of bucks for that. And Kamigui, Kim War, another one I made a little asterisk on as well. So keen to hear the boys' thoughts on them. The rest are all pretty big odds. And 
I'd have to say, money-wise, uh, Mudamani the fave and maybe a couple of bucks for too much caviar, Tommy. Special envoy last start was a great win uh, against similar company. So I wouldn't talk you out of backing something like it. I'd probably... A couple each way I don't mind would be Don Pedro just um, being really consistent. Robbie Dolan down at 52 and a half. Um, for Bjorn, it wouldn't shock me. Um, I think a little bit of money for it too. And New Republic I thought was um, really, really good at Canterbury in the midweeks. Actually, the last few runs have been really good. So call it aboard New Republic um, if the track is nice and fair, I think. It could be a bit of a knockout um, at $18. Coey? Uh, there's two key races that figure for the most of the field here, and one's the Special Envoy win race. I think there's about four of them that come out of that, and the other being the Man Behind the Money race, which was over 2,000 metres. Dissecting it is extremely tough. I think they both carry plenty of merit. I think it was a great win by both Man Behind the Money and Special Envoy. Three kilos extra on Special Envoy. Oh, not three kilos, sorry, two and a half on this occasion, but draws the one, which is a big upside for it. I think it'll be on speed. I'm still figuring out who to back here, but Special Envoy is definitely a tick. Mudamani is interesting. I think it definitely definitely will benefit from that run behind man behind the money, but I don't know if it's the horse to follow out of that race. I have a little bit of a query on that, and the, the support has been pretty heavy from what I can tell. Um, Wineglass Bay is probably the smoky of the field. Uh, nice trial in between runs. Came fourth behind Battleton and Resonator in 78 over 1,400, but it is definitely a horse that needs prog- progressively further in distance. Gets J-Mac as a booking. I know its second out record isn't great, but I think it is far more suited over that kind of 1,800-metre distance. So I would see him returning better than the last start uh as for a winner and even touristic touristic was huge behind man and behind the money i think the way it launched it definitely has upside oh boy you're gonna make me choose aren't you um the draw weight everything considered (laughs) i i think touristic has the most upside but there's a little bit of a smoky chance with wine glass babe so i'm going to put touristic on top with a little to no confidence and Wine Glass Bay as a value. All right, $5 and $7. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, race six is a 1,300-meter 72. Plundering. Zach Lloyd on another favorite for a change. He's going to have a good day. Uh, fives in a 480, pretty much bang on riding for Annabelle. Uh, had a second at Rose Hill, or two seconds the last two rides at Rose Hill. King of Naples is there at sevens. Nash is riding for John O'Shea. It's coming off a win at Canterbury. Straight Asar, drawn wide. Joshy Parr aboard. Uh, Winchat is at sevens for Pfeiffer. Gently rolled at 750. I'm trying to look if anything's been backed here. It's a very quiet race. Uh, literally nothing. Tommy, do you like anything here? Yeah, mate, I really like the first up run of uh, Vanellip. I was calling it Vanellope, but uh, they called it in the run Vanellip. Um, I, I thought the first up run was really good in the Ken, so it just made its way from the back of the field to really rock at home and just sort of miss them by half a length. Um, call it on, um, yeah, Kieran, Kieran and David have got a I think got a good one here with van, uh, vanilla. So I'm gonna. I think I'll back it. You can make a case for a few others. So King, King and Naples, good win last start and plundering. What do you do with plundering? Zach Lloyd um, last. Yeah, 
consistent without winning, but big weight, Zach claiming the uh, one and a half. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been in the places a lot of old plundering. What do you reckon, Coey? This is a really tricky race because most of these horses kind of come out of class one or midweek racing, and I'm just absolutely rolling the dice, and I'm going with straight acer. Um who comes out of a class one at Hawkesbury to be in this lovely contest. Uh, benchmark <laughs> 72 for three-year-olds. I see plenty of merit in this horse because it beat Kangaroo Court, who I thought wasn't going to win on a Saturday two Great weeks win. ago, I think it was. Great win. Really, really strong win. And it was a start-to-finish job. And if that were to be the measuring stick, I am happy to back straight Asa at the $7 quote. Really lightly raced from the Edward Cummings yard. Joshy Parr goes on board. I, I see a lot of uh, merits. I think just the fact that it's drawn wide won't disparage me from betting on it. I think there is a lot more speed in this race than what meets the eye. I think a lot of the horses are going to try and control and steer up front. So straight Acer could probably shuffle back and cross cut right across, but still find a position probably four or five back, I'm hoping. Um, I think, yeah, there's plenty of merit with that kangaroo court form. So $7.50, I'll take it. Um, for those wondering about plundering, I think it was a good second behind Chaldon Lane, but Chaldon Lane was run off his feet last weekend. So I have real question marks of the strength of that race. King of Naples, my old mate King of Naples, I hate this horse. I, I just can't find it. Um, I think I did a midweek write-up recently and said, it's probably the best chance it's ever had to win, but I'm not going to tip it to you. I'm not even going to quote on any other horse, and it, you know, lo and behold, it wins. So it could definitely do it again. Uh, strong enough midweek race at Canterbury, so can see merits. Um, gently rolled. Bryce Hayes is flying, so it wouldn't surprise me if it fills out the minors, despite coming from a benchmark 64 in Newcastle. So I reckon they're the minor money, but yeah, I'm just rolling the dice with straight acer here. Alrighty, straight. Asa, we go to the first leg of the quaddy. Keen to see if you boys are getting around the favourite. Mogo Magic looking to keep his record. Uh, he's four from four. Had a good win at Rose Hill last start where he beats Alir. I think it was by about a length or so. Tintuki is there. Josh Parr riding for Wit up at sevens. Was out to nines and back into sixes, so a couple of bucks for it. Likewise, Diamond Dealer at eights. We're straight out to double figures for Vindication, Smashing Eagle, Authentic Jewel, Rubertoire. Trying to see it, nothing else. Mm, not really. Um, Tommy Mogo Magic, look, it's a, it seems like a bit of a star. Nick Haywood is sticking with. What do you reckon? I can't go against it. I um, I thought last start um, we would learn a lot, and I think we did. There was a bit of um, argy-bargy up top um, in the run and really put it um, enough to think to put him off his game, and he was really tough. And, and just kept going on with it. And, that I mean, that was a class race. We get, we're getting up to um, benchmark 72 here and up to 1,100. But I think the key is there's not a lot of speed um, in uh, for an 1,100 metre race. I just think um, seeing its trial and it's drawn five, like I think its gate speed is the key and I don't think anything's going to get near it to begin with. And I, I, I think it, it'll be all over. I mean... In those eleven and twelve hundred meter races, you can get a couple of like um, horses sort of ch- try and challenge you. But I think I, th- I think if he can um, jump clean and no one be near it, then I honestly think it'd be all over. Eleven hundred is a bit of a query, but I thought um, it, it 
showed a bit of class for a lightly raced horse first up and just um yeah just settled with that other horse didn't didn't lose his cool and then just gone on with it uh the one thing i will say i mean he's taking his time in between runs but he hasn't really had um a big preparation before and people were talking about kosciuskos and whatnot here um second run can he be a bit flat i mean he's taking his time with it been a few weeks but i'm I can't go against Mogo uh, Magic. All right, Mogo Magic. Looks like he's being very careful with him, doesn't it? Um, Coey, what about Tintuki? I like Tintuki. I, I don't know if I want to... If I have to back both or even back one Tintuki to place or Mogo to win, I think I'd probably take place. But are you giving any love to something else other than Mogo? So I think Mogo Magic is right to ha- say that he's probably got the X factor that we're looking for a country horse going towards maybe a Kosciuszko. As for this, this has got to be the real litmus test in my eyes. It's a three- and four-year-old in town, benchmark 72. It's way stronger than a highway, I see in my eyes. Um, as for the tempo, Tommy's pretty much bang on. I think the gate speed is going to be crucial for it. If he misses it by half, Authentic Jewel will be breathing up its neck. Um, it's drawn inside – sorry, Mogo's drawn outside of Authentic Jewel, and Authentic Jewel is also a fast commodity as well. And it being drawn low, it will try to shoot forward. I have no doubt about it. It could be absolute front-running domination where they both settle, and I reckon they've both got uh, about the same chance of actually winning and saluting um, if it is just controlled start to finish. It could be just a sit and sprint, and don't even look back. It is very surprising that an 1,100-metre contest at Randwick is going to be so slowly run, in my eyes. I think it's just going to be controlled. But, But saying that, if... They do go too hard up front. Tintuki is definitely the danger. It's the second of the Brad Widdup Brigade, uh, Authentic Jewel being the other horse. He's been there about for the two of the three starts. It's had this preparation. She tr- returns back to 1100, which is I think is a big tick. Josh Payar on board. Uh, I can see it absolutely turning the tables here. And just to give a bit of context, uh, Tintuki lost la- two starts back or last start? I can't remember, but was faster than Mogo Magic by about 0.6 of a second, which is give or take three lengths. So I'd like to see how that measures up in this race. Like if Mogo is special, then he he should be winning by probably, or measuring up to that time, so to speak. So it'll be interesting to see how highway grade matches up with the proper city benchmark grade, but I think it's going to be probably leaderish is my idea. So I've, Mark Mogo on top, but Authentic Jewel a close second with Kintuki running on. So I think it's going to be those drawn low, near the speed, on the speed, getting the chocolates here. Yeah, we've got to see how it runs. I think Kintuki will be running on. And yeah, it's going to need some luck. Uh, race number eight is 1,100 metres. Benchmark 88, Insurrection is a short favourite for Zach Lloyd again. Uh, it's drawn 11. It was 380. Yep, nothing's been scratched. So 380 into 225, so that's a good go. Uh, 225 favourite. Deepor is there. Dylan riding uh, 650 into 550. We go to $9 for Rupertar. Bjorn, and we go to Conscript, which is 14s, and everything else is big odds. Tri-State, uh, it's 15s. Um, I thought it was a pretty good run, to be honest. It was about two lengths of something behind Omni-Man at Randwick last start, but it's there, paying 15s. And J-Mac again on another $14 horse. But, Tommy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think the top two, um, Dylan and Zach again, um, really set up well for this race. 
Um, DePaul have been very consistent, and I kind of like the 550 over the the short price for um, Insurrection, but you, you can't follow what um, Insurrection's done the last couple of starts. Really um, been strong and beating good good company in Brutnell and a few others, so... Um, can't fault it. Can't fault it at all. Around eleven hundred. I just I want to say something about um, some more at sixty one dollars. I think it's well and truly over the odds. I know um, typically a wet track horse, but um, it has it has won on good and soft. Um, yeah, won on good before and does best work second up. So sixty one dollars. I think an each way bet on some more and. Um, yeah, what you said about Tri-State as well. I, I wouldn't shock me Tri-State being in the places at all. Uh, Gates just probably a bit tricky, but um, big fan of Tri-State as well. Coey, where are you? Um, so I'll make cases for three horses, and they're all pretty much at the top of the market. So start with Depor. Adam Campton has huge wraps around this horse. I've heard from a source from Queensland saying that it was going to the Ramoni and then going for bigger things and ending the spring with the champion sprint in Flemington, which I thought, oh, wow. surely not. Um, it's running the, uh, the real morning. Let's start with it. Um, was actually really huge. It was his first black type race. Eye catching one ha- was stuck in the hampered in the run. It was stuck in all sorts of traffic and like far too easy. It was huge in that race, flying down the outside and like, had the clearest air whilst Depaul was making doing his best work through traffic. So I definitely respect this horse. I can see it doing well. He'll find the, the line well again. I think there is a little bit of tempo, so he'll probably have a chance like, real late in the piece. Um, but slight queries on stepping down from the 1200 to 1100. So question mark, but I have to trust the camp. Um, insurrection, huge wins this prep. Looks to be rising the grades really well. Uh, drawn wide, but I don't see too much issue with this. I think it will cut across and post up outside the leader pretty comfortably as well. Price is the biggest factor, 225. Like it's, I'm going to say it's under the odds right now. If you had the early price, congratulations. But for, for me, I've missed it completely. So I can't take it on right now. It'll probably be a lay for me right now, but I would be interested on the race day to hopefully hear from the traders to push it out. And But, you know, winning form is great form. Can't argue with that. And the last horse I really want to touch on is Rupertar. Excellent first up record. Low at the weights. This mare's got every chance on Saturday, I reckon. Her recent barrier trial at Campbell was huge. Uh, on With the eye and on the clock. So it was just comfortably held to the line and... I think if the leaders go too hard here, I think this mare will just post up behind it, stalk the speed and just make up the ground no problem. So I think Rupertar's the play here uh, at value. And although I think insurrection is the good thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Weird race. All right, race number, what are we up to? Nine. Sarzal is uh, the fave Chad Schofield's riding for the Snowdens at 7.50 in the fives. Stonecoat. Uh, Hieronymus for Gay and Adrian It's at 550 King of the Castle Drawn on the inside With Dylan aboard at sixes Battleton 
inside King of the Castle. Barrier one, J Mac aboard, six fifty for Bjorn. Estadio Mastrala, Karen, another Waller runner, seven fifty. This thing, uh, I'm not even going to try and do it. It's French. Ryan Maloney's riding for Annabelle. It's number three, Capri D something. It's eighteens into nine, and old mate Pug running down in Ramwick. Um, Super Pursuits there at eleven. Silent Agenda, Zach aboard at sixteens. Bazooka's there. God, there's a bloody big race. Um, I don't know, Tommy. Where again? Um, I want to. I want to go with Stone Coat. I think looking at the speed map, um, I think it's a bit better for Stone Coat compared to the other day, um, where I think it took a bit of a sit. I think you can dictate here, and it might be a bit more comfortable. Where it sort of set it up pretty easy for Tazarel, but Tazarel did all it needed to do to win, and it came into the race uh, fresh and. Um, we'll see if we can do it again, but I think I'd rather be on Stone Coke here to turn the tables on um, Tazarel. Um, yeah, there's a few Joe Pride horses I don't mind. Kiss of Bride's probably the only other speed one that uh, might might cause a bit of havoc up front, but yeah, I, I think I've got to be with Stone Coke here. Coey? I'm pretty much ditto with that. I think I think Stone Coke's got to find a really soft lead. Uh, Hippo stays. Last start, it was a little bit run off the feet, but it only lost by two lengths and finished fourth behind Tazarel, who absolutely stormed home from last alongside Super Pursuit. If there is onset pressure, which I don't see happening, like Toby said, I think Stone Coat just dictates, just start to finish. So I think Stone Coat's the clear on top are Tazarel and Super Pursuit. Definite cases. They both come out of the same race. Um, but it just needs that genuine tempo. And last start, it got that genuine tempo and it ran on huge. Um, five bucks the field is still a great price if you like it. So I wouldn't just, you know, discount it, so to speak. And King of the Castle is an interesting one. Comes out of the different form line and I could definitely respect that as well. But yeah, Stone Coat on top with a really close mark, uh, well, not market watch, a yard watch for this French galloper, Capri de Dieu, I think. Well done. Um competed in stakes great in France and you know Annabelle's just magnificent when it comes to these first start imports from Europe so it's already been backed so there's a little bit of support uh, I definitely want to see it in the yard though all right we move to the last and the favorite is Banana Queen Nash riding for Gerald and Sterling it's 360 it's in from 440 Excelidus um it's a horse I like it's eight dollars but Dylan is riding with a, a big weight there. Wind Shadow at eight. We got River Plate at eight fifty. Super Friendship at eight fifty. Regal Palm at eight fifty. Bloody hell! And again at nines. Mirror Views there. Nothing's overly been backed. I reckon there's a couple of bucks for Banana Queen at the top, Tommy. But um, what do you reckon? Who takes that last? Mate, it's a dead set field job. I think for the quaddy. Um, there's some down the bottom like Sunborn, Ten Bells, Cruel Summer, like. It wouldn't really shock you if they got up in this sort of race. So, um, field job for the quaddy. On purely on form, I think Wind Shadow looks the winner. Um, you just can't fold its form. It's equal class and got the win last start. Still getting fifty-seven and a half. Uh, call it on uh, for Kieran and um, David Eustis. I, I really, yeah. I just form. I got to go Wind Shadow, but there's just always something about Banana Queen. Um, Saw last prep in the prep before as well. Just some, some a bit of ability about it, um, which is why there's been a bit of money. I'm a big fan of Banana Queen. Um, Excelidus, the weight's probably just 
deterring me a little. Yeah, Yeah, just deterring me a little bit there. And you got a couple others in good form. And again, finally looked like was going to win uh, last start and just got nabbed. And 52 here with Jay Ford wouldn't shock me either. With a bit of pace and just um, if it can ride that tempo, wouldn't shock me at all. But I think um, in saying all of that, I've got to go win Shadow. All right, Wind Shadow and then Field. What about you, Coe? You found one? I, I like Wind Shadow as well. I think just the way that the Ma Eustace team have been spacing its runs, I think it's just got the most out of this runner. Like it's uh, technically first up in at Kembler in May 13th into Wyong where it won first of June, then spaced out four weeks, went first of July, win at Rose Hill, and then it's going to be another four weeks for this start. I think they've done really well to manage that. And, yeah, I think it's the the one to back. I can totally get why Banana Queen has been backed. I think it could be in for a, a decent preparation. Comes out of, you know, stakes grade last preparation, ending its preparation in the Aspiration, which was won by, yeah, I think Thalassophile or something of the like. Um, so definitely respect the runner. First up record's pretty solid. Nash returns on Saturday, 59 kilos, handles good and soft condition, so that shouldn't be an issue. I guess it's going to get its best chance if the leaders go hard here. I envision Wind Shadow is going to probably cross, find the fence, and then you got like a river plate. Mirror View will probably sit behind them. I probably think uh, Excelidus has been forward before. Cruel Summer can go forward. Yeah, I think there could be a little bit of pressure. So if it's hot up front, I can see Banana Queen just stalking find a nice three-wide train and just go bang straight over the top of them. But winning form is good form here. I think Wind Shadow with the on-speed behaviour, I think, could win here. Okay, Windstorm. Good odds too. All right, around the grounds, anything that you want to be backing, anything you want to be watching? I know Mooney Valley is going around and there's a bit of Queensland racing and stuff, but I reckon I've probably got one bet. Oh, it's a tough, tough race anyway, but it's uh, race seven. Uh, Mooney Valley... Chief Altoni is there. It's bloody 420. Jimmy the Bear's there is 480. And then there's something else in there. French Emperor. But I'm going to go Chief Altoni. I know it's drawn 10. Uh, Willow aboard. But uh, 420 I'll be taking at Mooney Valley. Tommy, anything going around? Gilgandra or Dubbo or anything? Mate, I'm uh, potentially a start at Mooney Valley. I'm in Melbourne for the weekend. So oh, you'll be there? Um, I've had a little look. Potentially, if not, I'll be in a pub in Melbourne punting away um i don't mind milford couple of seconds um race five mooney valley number one blake shin aboard actually having a brief look at the field i think shin's in for a good day at mooney valley and i think milford can get home keats is one of mine in that race too always leads and gets run down what are you co you found anything anywhere else I haven't done my Mackay form this week so no <laughs> yeah no Mackay form all right so what do you also plan tommy down in melbourne Mate, storm game on Friday night, catching up with a couple of mates here and there, and yeah, and into a big day Saturday. Um, yeah, possibly Valley weather. Look, weather's looking good, so there's there's a big chance. Um, I will say it's also Bundaberg Cup weekend, so maybe maybe we reach out to the great man Chargy and see if we can get a tip in the Bundaberg Cup. Yeah, so if anyone follows Chargy or watches him on Sky, he's uh, chucks in a couple of tips on the Facebook page as well. So we'll get him to do some more work. Um, Tommy, what happened with the storm against the Knights? 
Mate, um, as I said to you in the group chat, I, I went up and watched it, and um, <laughs> so annoying. Ten, Drive to Newcastle. Ten minutes in the ten minutes into the game, you're like, oh, how good is this? How much are they going to win by? And honestly, the Knights played unreal, and the crowd got behind them. There were twenty thousand there, and it was actually really good atmosphere. It was sad to see Melbourne lose, but um, good to see all the people in the Hunter get behind. Um, their team doing well. I, I actually think the Knights played really well. It wasn't just Melbourne playing bad. And um, good to see Puppy uh, yeah, running. Off, yeah. I don't think he's not far off either. So um, not all hope lost with Melbourne yet. Yeah. All right. It was a big night of sport. You got swimming league. We got the Ashes on tonight. Bloody, what's his name? Stokes came out and said yesterday or today that Jimmy Anderson is the best fast bowler of all time. Thoughts? Can I mean, he's got... He's got credentials and he's definitely got like the reg- resume to qualify within the legendary status, but I wouldn't call All him the time. best in the world. Yeah. He's just been a dick, Stokes. Doug Bollinger was one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete Siddle too. He got a hat trick, <laughs> nah, didn't he? Yeah. All right, boys. Thank you. <laughs> he did actually on his birthday. All right, thanks for joining. We'll chuck up some tips and whatnot. I normally do mine Saturday morning about 10.30 or so. So enjoy Melbourne, Tommy, and um, let's get some winners. Thanks, guys. See you, boys.